holiday season, treat yourself. Treat yourself to candy. Celebrate the holiday season with the Holiday Crush. They've sprinkled candy with a holiday theme and fun-packed challenges every week for five whole weeks, finishing on January 4th. The more challenges you complete, the better your chances of unwrapping delicious rewards. So, are you ready to crush the holidays? Play the Holiday Crush now. Download it from the App Store, Google Play, or Windows Store for free. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to another Arsblog Arscast on Arsblog.com in association with OleOle.com, the football community website. On the way between now and the end, we've got the man in the bar who's got a player history. As well as that, um, we've got the man at the bar. Yeah, he's got a player history. Did I mention that? And possibly there'll be a player history from the man in the bar. Yep, it's been that kind of a week, unfortunately. Not a whole lot going on. Uh, there is some stuff to comment on, but, you know, there's nothing much happening uh, of a concrete nature. Although it is still very early in the summer, people are getting a little bit stressed, I think. Which is fair enough. But me? Nah. I'm going to maintain a zen-like calm between now and the end of the transfer window. Because, seriously, what what's the point in getting transfer envy of other clubs who are spending money when we're not spending any. And even though uh, there's every chance we might buy somebody between now and the start of the season, uh, what's the point in getting crazy now? Seriously. If we don't sign anyone by the end of August, then go do lally. I would suggest going do lally. Um, because you'd be within your rights to do so. But now, so early in the season, so early in the summer, chill out for a little while. Let's just uh, see what happens. Manchester United have uh, gone into the market and bought a couple of uh, players from Portugal. And as well as that, Owen Hargreaves will join them for somewhere in the region of £17 million, which is rather a lot of money for a guy that, to me, isn't that much better than someone like uh, Matthew Flamini. I uh, don't know too much about the other guys, but people are saying, look, United, they've just won the league. They've gone out and bought players and strengthened. Yes, they have. And they've done it in a way that we probably should have done. But unfortunately, we don't do things um, in the same way as anybody else. Arsenal is rather unique in that regard. So um, I think uh, expecting or hoping even uh, for us to behave in the transfer market like any other club... Um, you're just going to drive yourself mad, so stop it, stop it. Have you stopped? Okay, good. Now, uh, stories during the week about Thierry Henry, apparently at a press conference in Beijing where he was over at some um, sporty duda thing. Uh, he said that uh, he's an Arsenal player for now. Now, we all know how uh, it's possible that that quote got taken out of context or a journalist simply just put in the for now bit at the end. So it gets widely reported and then becomes fact. If he did say that, it is a slight uh, difference in the stance that uh, how many times do I have to say I'm staying? Should I go around with a T-shirt saying I'm staying at Arsenal? Stop asking me. 
Uh, and then you have uh, stories uh, from Spain, and it's fairly obvious that, that Barcelona still want Thierry Henry, despite uh, his assurances and Arsene Wenger's assurances. Uh, you have stories coming from Spain. They jumped on that for now thing, and uh, the doors are open, and all the kind of cliches they use about their transfer business. And funny enough, I was trying uh, very hard uh, this week to get somebody from uh, either El Mundo or Sport, uh, the two Catalan uh, newspapers. I wanted to try and find a journalist, but uh, was unable to do so, uh, despite ringing up and despite uh, sending a couple of emails, nobody got back to me. So if there's an English-speaking journalist uh, working for El Mundo uh, and working or working for uh, the Sport newspaper that would like to come on and talk about all this Thierry Henry transfer speculation, please uh, do get in touch uh, through the webpage. And if anybody knows uh, one of those journalists, uh, uh, you could let me know as well. Anyway, I can't quite remember what my point is now oh yeah uh thierry henry marca ran a story which is obviously just designed to annoy uh, el mundo and, and the catalan press saying that that barcelona were going to offer arsenal 17 million pounds and samuel eto for thierry henry lunacy it sounds like a wonderful offer but it's like somebody saying i'm going to give you my house and my car and all my money for free just have it where's the catch no, there's no catch, I promise. I promise. Unless, of course, Etu has got dry rot. Yeah, I never thought of that. But it is one of those uh, just ludicrous stories that, that you know, uh, doesn't bear any examination or doesn't bear uh, any thinking about, really, because it's, it's so obviously false. Uh, as I said last week, uh, this is all happening when the uh, the title race in Spain is, is going down to the wire and it's so exciting. So they're making these things up now and in the summer, later in the summer, it's going to be uh, crazy mental. Marca today, or today being Thursday, uh, Marca are running a story about Arsene Wenger uh, going to be the manager of Barcelona if Frank Reichardt leaves. Unfortunately, it's not uh, on the online edition, but I can imagine it's just, you know, uh, Wenger will come if Reichardt leaves, and Reichardt has been talking about leaving Barcelona, uh, but uh, Wenger will come, and obviously he would bring Henri with him, and maybe Sesk too, so uh, we'll have to wait for that to hit the presses uh, in the UK and uh, on the news uh, feeds, and um, yeah. We can give that one uh, as much credence as it deserves, really. Now, a uh, look at uh, the rest of the week's news a little bit later on, but a new feature now on the Arscast. Sort of like a, a problem feature, if you will. Uh, somebody writes me a letter, and I play them their favourite song at the end of it. It's classic and timeless, I think. Or perhaps it's uh, old and clichéd. Who can tell? This week's letter comes from... Uh, somebody who only wants to be known as A.H. from somewhere in the south of England. And they say, Dear Arse Blogger, a couple of years ago, life was so good for me. Everything I touched seemed to turn to gold. And when an offer came for me to move to a new country and start a new job with a great new company, it seemed too good to be true. Sort of like being married to Kylie Minogue and Angelina Jolie at the same time. There were higher wages, a better quality company, and my workmates were far better than the ones I had before. At first, everything seemed to be going well, and I worked ever so hard to show how excited I was at this fantastic opportunity. Although my performances weren't always up to scratch, I, I tried my very hardest. The boss would come up to me and give me encouragement on our specially arranged training days, and my colleagues would say, Hey, come on, we know you're not that shit. The first year seemed to just fly by, even though I missed some games with injury, and we got to the final of a Europe-wide competition for our particular business, but unfortunately missed out on the big prize. This year, it's all gone wrong, though. 
The poor performances have been coming thicker and faster than a dinosaur with raging diarrhea. And even the simplest thing, like passing a pen to the bloke across from me, has been impossible. I end up giving it to someone else entirely. What's worse is the customers really seem to have noticed how bad things are, and that's really upset me. I'm baffled as to what's going on, and although I want to try and at least work hard, I just can't seem to be arsed. As well as that, I found myself going out to nightclubs and rocking down to the electric boogaloo. Then, if you can believe this, we take it higher. At this point, I'm beginning to think it might be best if I look for a new job. I know the boss and the workmates are fine with me, but I can't stand the abuse from the customers. Oh, for fuck's sake, they say, as I hand them their purchase but miss and it falls on the floor and I stand there looking at someone else coming along and picking it up and running off with it. I'm so sad and depressed and lonely, and I hope you can play my favorite song to make me feel better. Thanks, Ars Blogger, from A.H. Well, A.H., here's your song. Oh, what a terribly sad letter that was. It really touched at, at my heartstrings. And a very appropriate song as well. So who knows what will happen on next week's Arscast, maybe another one of those. If somebody was to write in with a problem or with a sad tale to arscast at arsblog.com, I'm sure it would be read out if it was uh, good enough and entertaining enough. And uh, who knows? Anyway, there you go. So I said in this particular section that I go over the rest of the week's news, uh, but there really has Danny Pellegrino here with a very merry, iconic podcast here to tell you about AMC Plus with best Christmas ever on AMC Plus. Every day feels like Christmas morning from new holiday favorites like Elf and one of my personal favorites, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. You can spend the holiday season opening up only the good stuff. Plus, you'll get a stocking stuff with highly acclaimed AMC series like The Walking Dead and Mad Men, new series like Gangs of London and The Walking Dead World Beyond. And you're also getting your favorite iconic Christmas movies without having to search. AMC Plus is available on all your devices. AMC Plus, only the good stuff. This holiday season, treat yourself. Treat yourself to candy. Celebrate the holiday season with the Holiday Crush. They've sprinkled candy with a holiday theme and fun-packed challenges every week for five whole weeks, finishing on January 4th. The more challenges you complete, the better your chances of unwrapping delicious rewards. So, are you ready to crush the holidays? Play the Holiday Crush now. Download it from the App Store, Google Play, or Windows Store for free. Terms and conditions apply. Some bin. A great deal of news. Uh, the preseason tournaments were announced, of course. The uh, Amsterdam tournament where Arsenal will play against uh, Nazio and Ajax. Uh, and the Emirates Cup, which will be played at home with matches against uh, PSG and Inter Milan against Patrick Vieira. Mm-hmm. Good warm-up games, though, you have to say, uh, ahead of the new season. Uh, as well as that, of course, we will in August have uh, Champions League qualifiers against as-yet-unknown opposition. Um, what else happened? Eddie Bayor had some um, difficulties during the week. He was accepted back into the Togonian squad. And then they said, well, um, no, you're not, because uh, you, haven't, uh, you haven't responded to this letter. And he said, I never got a letter. And they said, you did get a letter, but you sent it back. Um, so it's all very confusing. I don't know why they can't just have a dance-off or something like that. Adi Bayor against 
the head of the, the, the Togo FA. Body popping, a little bit of uh, moonwalking, all that kind of stuff. The winner uh, chooses what the, the other one does. So if Harry Bayor wins, he can come back and sack the guy in the FA. And all the players get paid their World Cup bonuses. If Harry Bayor should lose, uh, then he will be forced to play for uh, Tuppence Hapenny. And all the other boys will go to bed without their oats that particular night. Liam Brady was in the Irish press talking about the transfers and who we might sign. And, and he seems to think uh, RSM will sign maybe two or three experienced uh, sort of players, which makes some sense, I suppose. But as I said about transfers, send like calm. Um, that's me meditating. I can just block it all out. Listen, listen. Listen to me blocking it out. Listen. Oh, beer, is there nothing you can't block out? So the rest of the week's news. Um, yeah, what? Um, hmm. Yeah, there, there really wasn't any. So now what? I could tell jokes, but firstly, I don't know any. Um, and secondly, well, you don't really need to have any more problems than actually not knowing any jokes. I could sing a song, perhaps. Not going to sing a song either, sorry. And poems, I'm not going there. Um, hmm. Perhaps for next week's Arscast, we could, as somebody suggested, uh, send in your all-time cunts 11, which is the uh, 11, let's say, keep it to Premiership players. Uh, but the 11 Premiership players uh, that you hate or have hated the most down the years, playing in a 4-4-2 formation, um, send them in to arscast at arsblog.com, arscast at arsblog.com, and we can go through um, your teams and see who are the most hated players down through the years. Uh, so that could be interesting. So if you have the, the gumption um, and the time, perhaps, uh, to provide some material for next week's Arscast so I don't have to consider singing songs or, or poems or, or things like that, uh, then simply email your team to arscast at arsblog.com. Okay, uh, we'll go to the bar, where the man in the bar has another player history. Ah, hello there, there you are again. Uh, we were talking this week about players with, with rude names, like that fella, Stefan Kuntz, who used to play for, for Germany. Trying to think of Arsenal ones. There was old Tony Woodcock, of course, who lived in Cockfosters. Uh, probably not, but he was called Woodcock because he had a wooden cock. It's true. Uh, on his uh, deck out in the garden, a little wooden statue of a cockerel. Then there was the fellow from the 1930s. Not too many people ever heard of him, and he never played a, a first team game because I don't think they could get his name on the program. His name was old. Archie, stick it up your fucking hole, you cutting bollock, key bag, piss face wanker, yet. I think he was foreign. The other one that we all came up with was David Seaman, or Spunky, as he was known. A lot of people think that's because uh, of his name, Seaman and, and Spunk. But it's not true. It's because after every single game, David Seaman had to have a nice cold pint of sperm to calm him down. Because uh, otherwise, uh, he'd go mad and go out into town like Tony Adams. He joined Arsenal from Queen's Park Rangers in 1990 for about £225,307.96p, approximately. 
and he became one of the most famous goalies in England going on to make the England number one position his own. He was very well known because of his moustache and his funny laugh which went a little bit like this. God, it was infectious, so it was. Nobody who ever heard him laughing could stop laughing themselves. He had some great moments with Arsenal, penalty saving here, there and everywhere, but he had some funny moments too, like balls going in over the top of his head, like in the European Cup Winners' Cup Final. That wasn't much fun at all. But he was a vital part of the sides that won the league with Arsene Wenger, and won the double with Arsene Wenger and won the double again even though one of the seasons he only played a few of the games and three of the keepers got a medal. He played until he was 73 years of age and it became slightly apparent when he couldn't get his arse off the ground that his time at Arsenal was to come to an end. He moved to Manchester City but he retired at the end of the following season to concentrate on his media work and fishing and laughing for children who were terminally ill in hospital. Hello there, little fella, he'd say. <coughs> oh, you should have seen their terrified little faces. Oh, oh, oh. Nowadays he spends his time fishing for trout, combing food out of his moustache, and I never once mentioned his lovely, lovely hair, did I? That's because it was fucking minging. The man in the bar will be back with another player history on next week's Arscast. Now, you'll have noticed there's been no blog chat on this week's Arscast yet, and, and there isn't one um, due to the lack of, of guests. Everyone's gone on their holidays, and, and there's no real news or no matches and what have you to talk about. So um, there is no uh, blog chat this week. Some of you I can hear you saying, thank God. Uh, but... It does mean that this week's Arscast is a little bit shorter uh, than usual. Um, we will, as I said, try and get somebody in over the next few weeks to, to fill out the time. And, of course, uh, you will uh, be sending in your cunts 11s uh, for next week's uh, Arscast as well. Some discussion we can have on those. Uh, the email address, once again, is arscast at arsblog.com. Now, um, I could try and waffle and fill out the time, but uh, that would do nobody any good, least of all me, because um, I can't think of anything to talk about anymore, ever again. So this is probably the last, last Arscast ever. Until next week, of course. Uh, so until then, uh, have a good week. Don't go too mad waiting for transfers. Uh, Zen like Cam, remember? Um, yeah. Have a good week. Talk to you on next week's Arscast. Bye. Nanana <laughs> <laughs>
Monkey's got the look. Oh, for fuck's sake, don't tell anybody you heard me singing this song or I'll fucking beat you. Please. This holiday season, treat yourself. Treat yourself to candy. Celebrate the holiday season with the Holiday Crush. They've sprinkled candy with a holiday theme and fun-packed challenges every week for five whole weeks, finishing on January 4th. The more challenges you complete, the better your chances of unwrapping delicious rewards. So, are you ready to crush the holidays? Play the Holiday Crush now. Download it from the App Store, Google Play, or Windows Store for free. Terms and conditions apply.